Hey friends, it's Corey Andrew Powell here, letting you know it's time to treat yourself with an exclusive Motivational Mondays deal at the NSLS shop. Listeners get 20% off shop-wide with the code MONDAYS. That's M-O-N-D-A-Y-S. Need a new coffee tumbler? Or perhaps you want to keep it classy with a new hardcover notebook? Well, get them on sale. Listen, with this deal, I'm tempted to trade in my bow tie collection for one of those cute NSLS hoodies. And don't forget, use code MONDAYS at checkout. That's M-O-N-D-A-Y-S. Enjoy that 20% off at shop.nsls.org. And stay motivated, leaders. Stay motivated. Hello, everyone. I am Corey Andrew Powell, and I'm joined today by Mandy McEwen, founder and CEO of Mad Girl Marketing and Luminetics, a sales training organization that helps brands elevate their online presence. Mandy has been named a top 24 B2B marketer by LinkedIn, listed in Search Engine Journal as a top 12 SEO expert, and named a top 20 female marketer by G2. Mandy, welcome to Motivational Mondays. Thanks so much for having me. It's Mod Girl Marketing, by the way. Oh, what did I say? Mo- mad, mad, I said- mod. <laughs> I think you said mad. I'm like, well, I mean, I've been called crazy before, so it's fine. <laughs> mad girl, it's all the same. I'm a happy girl, but you know. Listen, you might want to get that URL. <laughs> I don't know. I know, you right? Might- <laughs> now that you say it, I'm like, huh, actually. Yeah, just in case, just in case. Um, well, listen, okay, mod girl marketing is the actual That's terminology right. that we will be going with today. Before we get started, I want to just like dive in really with a little bit of background on you, because I think that uh, as we are obviously a leadership podcast in education, finding out about other people's careers and how they got there is really also a really great part of the story. So I know that you uh, went to college, right, and graduated 2007, right? And you fell in love with marketing. Yeah, not in college, after college. Not in college. I did not after college. Marketing. Yes. Right. So that's exactly where I wanted to connect some dots, online marketing specifically. Yeah. And I wanted to connect those dots because you were in college, you graduated, and then you fell in love with online marketing. So what were you studying in school? And what was the transition that made you fall in love with online marketing? Yeah, good question. So I've always been kind of a nerd uh, growing up. So I was the the athlete and the nerd, right? So I graduated high school early. I went to KU at 17, studied abroad in Spain, graduated college early at 20 with two degrees in psychology and Spanish. And I wanted to be a bilingual school psychologist. And I thought I was smart enough to take the GRE without studying because, you know, school came easy for me. So I was like, oh, I've got this, you know. No, that didn't happen. (laughs) So I completely bombed the GRE, which would get me into graduate school. And my ego was too big. And I was like, oh, screw that. I'm not going to school again. Then, you know, if I failed, I'm just going to go get a job. So that I basically, all of the plans to be a school, bilingual school psychologist were out the door and I just went to work. So I got a job in sales, home improvement sales, Sherwin-Williams selling paint and then windows for Anderson windows, really random. And um, I've always been fascinated by computers. So I literally went to Google, like after I realized I do not like working for people. (laughs) I realized that very quickly on. (laughs) Worked with my grandpa growing up in home improvement. And that's kind of why I fell into the home improvement space. So, you know, my jobs growing up were really working with family and stuff. So I realized like, yeah, I don't, I don't like this. I don't like following orders and and punching a clock every day. No, I want to do my own thing. So I literally typed in Google how to make money online. Like no hmm. joke, like when everyone and their mom types in Google and <laughs> I, I, I started, you know, studying like self-taught, I bought all these courses and I fell in love with online marketing. So I taught myself HTML and SEO and I started building websites. I started ranking them in Google and I started selling other people's products. So I would sell dog treats 
and eBooks and health products and like really random stuff. And I'd give them ranked in Google and I would make like $2, $10 commissions. And I was like, okay, I can do this, but this, I cannot quit my job, you know, making like $400 (laughs) a month off of like random dog treats. Like I can't do this, you know? So that is how, that's how I started in online marketing was literally just like, I know there's got to be a way to make money online. I'm fascinated by computers. My grandma like paid for me to go to computer camp like that, you know, when I was a kid. So like the whole world of of the internet was fascinating to me, even as a young kid. And I was like, there's got to be ways to make money doing this myself. And so that was 2007. And then fast forward and here we are today, but we can get into more of that later. That's kind of the beginning stages. Oh, wow. I think that's so fascinating. And I think why that resonated with me is because I fell in love with advertising and marketing, like the traditional way, the same way, you know, I just kind of fell into it as a, an, as an assistant at Young and Rubicam, not realizing that that was like one of the largest ad agencies in the world. I just like, it was like a job. And they're like, and I asked a friend one day, I said, do you know Young and Rubicam? And he said, do you know God? And I thought, oh, I think I've landed at a really cool place. <laughs> That's so, amazing. I love yeah, that. Yeah, that's what he said to me. And I was like, wow. So next, you know, fast forward years later, copywriting is what kind of stuck for me. So I became, I just fell in love with it. So that part of your story really resonated. So I had to ask you about that. So thanks for sharing that. Yes, of course. So also when it goes to LinkedIn though, specifically, I have watched a lot of your videos and your content. And last night, especially I was watching, I was like, she's the LinkedIn whisperer. Like that's pretty much... <laughs> <laughs> that's my are. jam and yeah that's your jam no it really it, like i literally thought that i said you know what? i have to ask her now and, and my question actually is so funny because i literally had it written is that your jam i was wondering why was it linkedin specifically and had you had success with the other platforms and then like linkedin was just oh, sure. where it clicked and that was your jam you know or what was, yeah, the, good what question. was the what was the experience how you got there for sure. Good question. I'm going to back up and I'm going to continue my story that I started because I knew that I needed to wait for you to say that and it'll all make sense. Right. <laughs> so okay. once I, I, I realized that I couldn't make a full-time living selling affiliate products, you know, I was ranking my websites. I started flipping websites. So I would, I would make WordPress websites after I discovered WordPress that you didn't need to build websites from scratch. Silly me. So then I started flipping websites like house flipping. Right. And so I would flip these blogs. I would get ranked in Google. I would sell them on flippa.com. And then these random people would pay me to do their marketing and their SEO. Mm. And so I was kind of like a pseudo freelancer and I didn't really know it at the time. And I was like, huh, okay, I think I can do this. Cause I was really good at SEO, really good at making vlogs and content, right? I was a good writer. So that's how, what dawned on me. Like I could do this for businesses. Like, duh, like this is how I can make money. And so I started talking to business owners in my sales jobs and they were all annoyed with their crappy SEO web designers ripping them off. And so I started talking to them and I literally just like sent out emails to random business owners in Kansas city, which is where I started my business. I'm from Kansas originally and said, Hey, I noticed your website's on page three in Google. I can get you in the top five results on page one. You don't have to pay me anything. Pay me $500 when I get you in the top five results and then we'll call it good. And that's how I got my first few clients is by offering free SEO, SEO services. And then they were like, Oh, by the way, do you want to do my website? Sure. And then they're like, oh, by the way, my friend over here, roofer number two, oh, chiropractor number three. And so it was just like word of mouth. Kansas City's amazing, you know, tight knit community of business owners. This was back in 2010. I'd been doing this for three years myself. And then that's how my business started. And I was like, oh, I think I have something here. And so it was in the local business community in Kansas City that I actually started my company, Mod Girl Marketing, but it was from the affiliate side before. So yeah, that's what I did originally, right? So I did local business marketing. So to answer your question, 
I literally have done every type of online marketing and advertising you can think of. Okay. So we provided everything for clients, Google ads, Facebook, Twitter, you know, YouTube, all the things literally LinkedIn. Right. But then we started getting out of local businesses and started helping that nationwide companies. And then I started using LinkedIn many, many years ago to grow my own business. So I built my personal brand there and fast forward, we started doing work for clients. We were still doing a lot of different things. Right. So I even had my own courses. I I wanted to help other agency owners and entrepreneurs. I'm I'm a teacher by trade. I'm actually in Stockholm, Sweden right now in an Airbnb because I was speaking at an event last week in Denmark. I was the opening the opening keynote speaker for Denmark's first and only LinkedIn conference called the Linked Summit. And so I'm traveling to Scandinavia for the next month, actually. I'm staying here for quite a while, traveling all over, super excited about it. So I love teaching and educating. I come from a family of teachers, so I had my own courses and stuff. And one of them was on LinkedIn and it helped loads of, of agencies and entrepreneurs get awesome results. I was just basically teaching them what I did on LinkedIn. And then I caught the attention of LinkedIn's own marketing team. And they liked what I was doing. They liked my content. So I've been working with LinkedIn's own marketing team for the last few years. They invite me to their in-person events pre-COVID and their webinars, their online events. I contribute to them, right? And so early 2021, I was like, I think we have something here with this LinkedIn stuff. I, I think we should go all in on this because I noticed a massive opportunity and not enough people providing solutions for companies that want to leverage LinkedIn, you know? So that's when I created my brand Illuminetics and I went all in on the LinkedIn front because I saw a need for it. Not to mention, I already had this reputation as the LinkedIn girl, right? Because I've been doing all this work for <laughs> LinkedIn's own marketing team. So people were like, oh yeah, it's the LinkedIn girl. And I'm like, well, if people are already calling me that, then I need to focus in on this, right? Absolutely. So that's when I created my training uh, agency, which is Illuminetics. And that's how we started doing what we're doing now, which is essentially training sales teams on how to build their personal brands, how to stand out, how to become thought leaders in their space, and then obviously how to build real relationships on LinkedIn to increase their meetings and obviously the company's revenue. So it was really just a, I've done everything and we provided literally every type of service you can think of in the marketing uh, world. And I'm very well-versed in a lot of marketing things, but LinkedIn is what I love and it's my passion. And I saw the biggest need for that. And so I went all in over a year ago and I'm super happy I did. Yeah, no, it's clearly worked out. So so I think that what's amazing about that story too is when it comes to leadership, there's a couple of examples that I see there happening. One is you defined a passion, a strength, right? And you, although you had some abilities to do other areas where you were still good at, but it was about sort of that one spot where you know, okay, no, I really rock in this spot. So let me put my attention towards this area. I think very often we're learning now that people are kind of spending too much time trying to get better at the things that they're not inclined to already be good at, as opposed to putting more time into getting more excellent at what they are already amazing at, right? So it's an interesting story there. It's what you did with your LinkedIn journey. But then also the other thing is you found your passion, right? You decided that was going to be the career. And uh, yeah, and there's so much to be said about that because so many kids end up going to school for careers that they don't love and they get stuck there. Yep. Yeah. And I went to school for something that I, I'm not doing anything. What I went to school, I don't regret. I'm glad I was, I learned a ton, right? And psychology can be used for anything, especially marketing, you know? So, I mean, I didn't technically go to school to be a marketer, but everything I learned in college helped me to be a marketer, right? So it just kind of fell into it. No, absolutely. And I was going to say, I think, you know, when we connect dots of our lives, maybe even the time working with grandpa and the home improvement stuff, like there are probably nuggets you brought forward right into your current career. I mean, do you have any dots you can connect there as well? 
Oh yeah. Really just the hustle, right. And the hard work. And like, I come from a family of entrepreneurs, like both sides, right. Both of my grandpas were, grandpa was a teacher, but then he was an entrepreneur on the side and he had rental homes, you know? And so it was just basically like, you work hard, you are innovative and you're creative. Like he was always finding ways to fix things. Right. So it's like the innovation and creativity too. I think I learned a lot from him. It's like, Hey, there's always ways, there's always better ways to do things or you can be resourceful. Right. And I am, I'm very resourceful and I, and I do come up with innovative ways to get stuff done uh, that most people aren't doing, you know? And so there's a ton that I've learned along the way for sure. Yeah, definitely. And that helps you differentiate yourself from the pack, if you will. So when it comes to LinkedIn specifically, one thing I noticed, and this is my own observation about me and how I got I was late to the party for LinkedIn as a professional. And um, it seemed like, you know, we all knew Facebook and Instagram and, you know, we all were having fun on social media. But I think, and I'd love to get your response to this or what you think about this, my assessment. I think LinkedIn is intimidating to certain generations and, and even younger ones who are used to like, kind of like the free spirited, taking a picture of my cat or me in a bikini on the beach picture. And it's a little bit loose, right? You don't have to think about being responsible. Really. You can really actually go the other way and be, make some really bad choices on those other platforms. I think LinkedIn <laughs> forces you to be, yeah, I'm just saying, um, LinkedIn <laughs> forces wrong. you though, to be, you know, <laughs> exactly. But I think it forces you to be more responsible and thoughtful. And I think that is where people maybe are a little afraid of it because there's a lot of room for, maybe uh, ruining yourself professionally. So what do you think is the, the fear and intimidation with LinkedIn that people have? Yeah, that's a really good question. They, they really are confused and they, it, it's like a mystery to a lot of people. Like, how do I use LinkedIn? And what's interesting is it's becoming more like the cool social media networks, right? So it's not a place, I mean, I've seen plenty of bikini pics on LinkedIn. Don't get me wrong, but I don't <laughs> condone that. I don't recommend that, but it is becoming more personal, you know? So it's not this like stuffy, like back in the day, LinkedIn was boring as all get out, you know, like it was lame, you know? So it's becoming more of like a cool, cool, I say that in quotes. Yeah, yeah social media network. And it's just a matter of like, how can you blend your personal life with your professional life and show people you as a human being and your passions and your strengths and your goals in life and showcase that in a way that resonates with people. So you don't have to, you know, people overthink it, just like what you said, you know, they're, they're, they overthink it and you, you don't have to overthink it. Just don't go as extreme as what you would post on, you know, your TikTok videos, for example. Right, right. But even then, even then I see people that are killing it on TikTok that literally they're professional TikToks though, right? So they like have business tips. They're not just like yeah, random yeah. and they're taking their TikTok videos and they're posting them on LinkedIn and they're doing really well. So there's all sorts of ways that you can literally like look at what you're doing on your other social media channels. That's appropriate. And take that and post it on LinkedIn. You know, it's not a huge difference as long as it's obviously appropriate. And then the difference is you're there to build your career and network with the right people. And so you need to sprinkle in your expertise or what you're wanting to do with your life. Like if we're talking about, you know, young people here that don't have 
a 15 year plus career like I do, then start talking about your passions and your skills and connect with people. Like it's really about connecting with the right people. I mean, it's all who you know, right? Like you've, you've all heard this a million times and that is actually the truth. And so LinkedIn is the very best place in the world to connect with people that are going to take you to that next level. You have no idea the power of the connections you can build on this network that can get you your dream job, that can get you a mentor that's that you would never thought would even talk to you. So it's a very welcoming and warm community, especially when it comes to the connecting part of it. And I think that's what people um, need to know that, you know, it shouldn't be scary. Like it is a very welcoming, friendly community of people that are just there to help each other. Yeah, I think that nails it too, because it also is tied into something that I saw in one of your videos where you talked about posting personal things whereas it might've been seemingly taboo before, but it's also tied to people want to see who they're working with. And I love when you mentioned yes. that as well in one of your videos, because that then also sort of like makes you, it, I think it, you, it humanizes you as well. So they're not For really sure. uncertain of what you're about and who you are, right? Definitely. Yeah. I mean, people do business with people, right? And we are we are craving human connection and authenticity more than ever. I think COVID kind of pushed us to that edge where we want authentic connections with people. We want to know the people behind the screen that we're dealing with. We want to know about them and we want to feel like we connect with them and resonate with them. And so the more you can let people in on you as a human being, the more you're going to resonate with people. I just, my keynote speech last week was how to dominate LinkedIn by building a team of industry thought leaders. Like I'm training companies on this. Like, look, your company page isn't enough anymore. Like you have to get your people involved. You have to build up your, your customer facing team members, personal brands and leverage their personal profiles if you want to dominate LinkedIn and really your entire industry. So we are, you know, craving that more than ever, that trust, that authenticity, that human to human connection. And so anytime that you can do that, you need to, you know? And so when you do that, you're going to stand out too, because I'm preaching this, right? I preach this all the time. But just because I'm up here saying this and other people are saying this, it doesn't mean that it's happening. You know, like there's actually a small percentage of people and companies doing this right on a consistent basis. So when you do this and you come at it from this point of view, you engage with people, you build relationships, you humanize yourself as a professional, you're going to stand out, period. Yeah, yeah. Now, would you say that's actually the same thing as if we were to discuss the topic of personal branding? I mean, is that, I mean, they seem hand in hand, but personal branding as a category or a topic discussion seems like it requires more of a discussion on what does that mean exactly, right? What does your personal branding mean as opposed to your representation as a corporate employee? How to build that, how to go about doing that. Correct. And really it's, you know, you can, you can keep it really simple too. Like the most people that have a LinkedIn profile that don't have a website, right? Like your purse, that is the home of your personal brand, your LinkedIn profile, period. So you need to have that, that sweet spot, that intersection between you as an individual, like let's say you work for a company, right? So the sweet spot is you as an individual, your expertise, your skills, what makes you different and then your company. So what exactly does your company do, right? And that intersection there is the corporate personal brand, right? But you don't, you know, let's say you're in between jobs. Well, you've been building up your personal brand the whole time anyway, even when you work for these organizations that it doesn't matter because people know that this is your specialty. This is your area of expertise. This is your passion. So it doesn't really matter what job you work for because it's always like an iterative process, right? So you're working for this job. Okay. Well, then you weave in some products and services and the values of that company 
but you never change your personal brand over here. That always stays the same. Do you know what I'm saying? And your jobs are going to be similar, right? You're not going to go from like, you know, something completely random to doing something completely (laughs) different. Like most people don't do that. So it's going to be, it's going to fit in line with what you've been doing this whole time and building your personal brand, regardless if you hop from company to company, you just weave in that company story as you work for those companies, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it actually does because I was I was faced with that recently because I do a lot of interviews, but I'm on different platforms and I love doing this leadership podcast. But then I have one that I do co-hosting on Fridays with like this really famous like uh, s- pop culture celebrity Hollywood gossip columnist. And so we have a whole other sort of Great. thing that we go, you know, it's it's Kardashian central, where, you know, it's like not the same. Thing as yes. Uh, and then I have another one, like an LGBTQ one that's like kind of very specific to Love that it. particular community, right? Uh, but there are three different areas of that's me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But right. it's all you doing what you love and what you're good at. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? So it still all falls under that same bucket of you doing what we're doing right now and hosting and talking and being a personality and getting conversations started and, and talking yeah. about important things or you know, whatever you want to, whatever you want to name the Kardashians, important things. <laughs> entertainment <laughs> things, right? Still important, still important right, to some people, right. yeah, you know? Yeah. They, I mean, with those many followers, millions and millions of people think That's so. That's what I'm saying. So. It's very important to a lot of people. So it still falls under that same bucket, regardless of like the different niches that you're doing, like you're still building up your personal brand as this individual who is doing what you love, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's so important. And I love that. And I mean, literally I was watching your videos and you changed my mind about LinkedIn because even right now I'm very cautious um, on it. Yeah. And I was like, first I learned now that I'm not putting enough of my actual personality into my own page. And I didn't have that revelation at all until I watched your content about it. Cause you're very forthcoming. With love it. it. You know, you give some good free stuff. I'm just saying. I do. I give a lot of free stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you do. And like one thing I was really amazed at too was, and this is something that I was always wondering maybe why a post didn't perform on LinkedIn as well as I thought it should. And mm-hmm. something as like technical as uploading the native video of content versus the URL link. That blew my mind yesterday. I don't know why, but it blew my mind. Like, but but that's like a whole algorithm thing, right? It is. Yeah. So just like Facebook, they don't like when you take them off their platform, right? So if you're sending people to an external link, YouTube, for example, they're going to ding you with your views. So the algorithm likes when you keep people on their platform. This is for really any social media network. So LinkedIn is no different. So upload native videos when you're posting videos and you're going to see your views skyrocket. And then if you want, you can still send people the YouTube link, but put it in the comments, you know, if you want, or you could go back. See, there's lots of tips and tricks. We could talk for hours about the algorithm. Yeah, I know, in, I know. But you know, <laughs> you could go back four hours later, for example, and put the link in the actual content, or you could not worry about it and just put the link in the content too, right? But yeah, if you yeah. want, post a native video, say, you know, follow me on YouTube for more, put the link to your YouTube channel, but always, always, always embed the actual video. Yeah, yeah. No, we definitely going to make sure people have a link to all these wonderful tips and advice you give. Because like I said, my mind was blown. I was like, what? Okay, let me go back and try this again. Because I really have not been using LinkedIn uh, to the full of, fullest of my capacity. Although there's a rating system when you make an account, a profile, you know, like it tells you like what level of um, proficiency yeah, like your page is. So mine's like all-star. Yeah. So mine's at all-star. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm badass. I'm doing it. And I watched your yeah. thing. I'm like, no, though. <laughs> but I was like, you're on your way. You're on your way. Could be a little more. I want to ask one more thing. 
Yes. So you have this one thing that I thought was interesting. And so first let me just preface it by saying I'm a big Oprah fan. So she's like my, you know, my goddess. I should build like a shrine to her for, you know, TV host. Something you have on your site actually made me think of one of her most famous quotes about the ego. And on your site, I saw, or it might have been Illuminatic site, which is still you, your brand, part yeah. of your brand. Mm-hmm. It said, we believe in a world where every business leader and brand is driven by meaningful growth and innovation, not by satisfying the ego. And there's something so rich in that statement, but I would love for you to share. What do you mean in that context of not by satisfying the ego? For sure. So a lot of people think that thought leadership is very ego driven. So me, 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 look at me. I'm trying to build up myself and my ego, right? And that's not what it's about. It, you know, it's about giving without the expectation of receiving anything in return. It's about community. It's about innovation and impacting your your industry and your purpose in life, right? And so that's what we are here to do is lift people up, but not in a way that boosts your ego, in a way that helps people. And so when you do that, you're going to stand out. You know, this isn't an ego game. Yes, you need to let people know how amazing you are, but it is for the greater good. It's to help further your cause and your purpose in life and to help people. I mean, that's what we're all here to do is help people, you know? And so we want to work with companies and individuals that think like that. We don't want to work with people that are just ego driven and want a big LinkedIn presence and want to be influencers because they want to boost their ego. Like that's not what we're in business for, you know? And that's why your profile needs to be more about, you know, we don't have time. Like I've, I have a profile checklist I'll share with you that you can uh, give the audience here, but your profile should be more about your end user and who you're trying to attract than it is about you. So yes, it should talk about you and how great you are, but it should do it in a way that's like, Hey, I help people just like you. These are the skill sets I have. And here's how I can help people like you. So they need to land on your profile and they can see, I know exactly what this person does and I know the value that they can bring to me. And that's what you need to portray. Wow. Awesome. Final words of wisdom from Mandy McEwen, founder (laughs) of Mod Girl Marketing, not Mad Girl. That's right. Mod. Mod (laughs) is short for modern, by the way. Yes. Yes. Mod Girl Media, Mod short for modern. And Mandy, this really, I, I mean it when I say that this is some great information that really young people, but I think anyone who just is looking to build their professional profile, there's so much rich content you offer. So we're going to make sure that people can get in touch with you and find out more about your companies. And thank you for joining me today on Motivational Mondays. Of course. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you for listening to Motivational Mondays presented by the National Society of Leadership and Success and available wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. I'm Corey Andrew Powell, and I'll see you again here next week.